Hey guys, this is Jesus, one of the following Patreon listeners. Evan Fettinger, Adam Bueller, Business Wolf Studios, Felipe Bujon, Michael Dinos, Sean Britcher, Fairy's Tale, Struggle Bus, Terry G. Moore, and Temu Helasharu. Thanks for being our Victorian undead cheerleaders. For you see, at the end of this operation, I will be no longer merely human, nor will I be some base vampire thirsting for blood. I will be something more. Why can't I get in? What? You mess with my toy, I mess with you, but I can't get in. What's the gold wall? So we need to figure out how to find this damn child before she makes my wife cut my throat. And yes, that's probably going to happen anyways, but I want it to be on her terms. When the Victorian heroes first stepped onto the familiar soils of Britain, they had hoped they would finally get a moment of respite from their struggles. Of course, that was too much to hope for. Dr. Israel and Marcus learned that their lab-slash-home was burned down. Through a resurrection of a three-headed friend, they discovered the culprits. Several vampires, under the control of a powerful vampire called Ravencroft, had attacked the lab, burning it to the ground. And another vampire, the familiar Victor, had captured Adele. For Byron and Mora, they discovered that Byron's mother was going to be married to Sheridan. Additionally, Byron was also being accused of treason, but that seemed tame in comparison. In a bid to stay ahead of Sheridan and the mourner, they assigned G. Merriweather to contact Red 23 and hopefully get in contact with Byron's half-sister, Melinda. G. Merriweather succeeded a little too well and arranged a meeting with the entire organization. Somehow not dying in the meeting with the leaders of Red 23 and the mourner, Byron finally got to see Melinda. After a tense exchange, Byron told Melinda the truth about the manipulations of Sheridan and the mourner. Before they could plan their next step, there was a trial, but not the one Byron expected. It was a kangaroo court, intended to find Byron guilty of crimes against the British Empire. Through some clever maneuvering, careful wordplay, and a bit of strangely out-of-place honesty, Byron was found innocent. While Byron was defending his title and his life, Marcus inquired into the whereabouts of Ravencroft. He discovered that Ravencroft hosted an event called the Cirque de Sang, a party where the well-to-do can safely express some of their more perverse desires. Convincing Moira's sister Catherine to let them be her plus ones, they got in, and eventually met with Ravencroft. Through some truly spectacular storytelling, they convinced Ravencroft to give them some information. The mourner had hired his services. Not only his services, but obtained his blood. Blood that enhances the mourner's vitality to unnatural levels as well as an important component of Sheridan's alchemical creations. As for Victor, he was in a slum under the protection of some Irish gangsters. Soon after, the heroes charged towards the slums. After clearing those gangsters, they finally arrived at Victor's lab. After a brief gun battle, they were able to subdue him, although Byron was slightly injured in the process. You blew my pelvis away. <laughs> That's why you have two of them. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean you don't have two of them? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's all right. I've got extra. Just give me a moment. <laughs> they discovered Adele, as well as Catherine Buchamp, formerly of the Order of Reason, now a bird person. However, this was no mere night raven. This beast was being controlled by the psychic child they all saw in the Golden King's vision, under the employ of Sheridan. Stating she was bored, the psychic child snapped the ra Night Raven's neck, killing it. Although they lost a Night Raven, Dr. Israel gained both Victor 
and some night raven cerebral fluid. Delicious. With Victor, he will finally be able to cure his soon-to-be-fatal condition. With the cerebral fluid, they may discover a hidden clue about their adversaries, if they're willing to take the risk of a rememberal. Yeah. And that's where we start out. It has been about a week since the incident. Can you tell me what have you all been doing in that time? Hey, everybody. This is Billy, and I'm playing Byron Clayton of the Clayton Estates. And I have been in bed rest uh, over the accidental uh, uh, misfire that occurred. According to the papers, if they decided to come and quote me, I would say that some nobility punks decided to take justice in their own hands and gave me a thrashing. Uh, uh, Unfortunately, this was before it was announced that I was innocent of all crimes. The the newspaper's right here. It reads, Idiot, not traitor. Mm, That's Mm. not the headline I assumed it would be. Byron Clayton, in his ignorance moved to uh, secure the uh, the best interest of the British Empire and crashed and burned spectacularly. Hmm. Well, I was hoping they would make me seem a little bit more heroic, but as it says, Byron Clayton has come on to- come out on top just a little bit singed. Um uh, my mother she did her patent. Uh, she, she was expected to come see her ailing son, so she did, and she stayed in the parlor, mm. read a newspaper, and then she left without seeing me. But she left in tears. They got very nice pictures of her crying. Oh, yeah. She actually brought in the press to, for the entire thing. Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, my God. She brought <laughs> a body double. <laughs> it's just somebody with, like, a fake mustache. It's not even me. He's better looking. Yeah. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so Byron's just been kind of bedridden. Um, occasionally, Dr. Israel will come up or be forced to come up yep. to help him adjust to his uh, calcium growth that is going to slowly replace his pelvis that uh, he assures me uh, will make me better and faster and stronger. But I have my doubts. You can doubt all you like. Science will prevail. <laughs> the papers read... Byron Clayton comes out on top, but is still Fortune's bottom. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Quote, choke me, daddy. (laughs) I swear. Well, I have said that. I have said that. And that picture they use is a popular one. So I can't really fault them for that. Moira! Moira's just been by Byron's side this week. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't... Blades at the ready. Yeah. <laughs> just just no. ready for the killing. You uh, are supposed to stand over my corpse, not me. I'm not dead yet. I'm making sure. <laughs> now, when uh, Byron's mother came to visit, did you still stay with Byron? Because I'm assuming you didn't let Byron, uh, his, her, his mother visit, actually visit his bedside. I did not. All right, so did you stay by her side the entire time? Or well, did you... So, because you did not actually meet with her, correct? No, I never met her. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I just stayed outside of okay. his door. All right, cool. I made a request of, I know what my mother's going to do. She's going to bring the press. Do not allow her to bring in. I just didn't assume that she would already bring her own fake Byron in (laughs) and push a bed into the library. My son has always been such a reader and black. (laughs) (laughs) See. (laughs) She's gotten the worst actor. (laughs) I'm wow. just imagining her like, Byron, Byron, I made you once. You think I can't make another one of you? <laughs> and then the doctor's like, that's my job. Exactly. Yep. Like, How much you paying? <laughs> this reporter threw up a little in his mouth. 
And I've seen things, so that's hard to do. <laughs> I just love the idea that it's the same poor son of a bitch reporter who has to do all oh, of our adventures. Oh, Oliver Wright. Oliver Wright. <laughs> yep. Yeah. He's a novelist and a reporter. Yep. Great. He's a reporter trying to be a novelist. Yeah, exactly. Let's be honest. We've read his stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. His yeah. autobiography will read just like less penny, all dreadful. <laughs> uh, all right. Hey, everybody. This is Dave reprising my role as Marcus O'Carroll, the Irish Dompier vampire hunter and assistant, uh, now one of a few, to Dr. Charles, Charles Israel. Marcus uh, is happy to have rescued Adele, is happy, question mark, that we are so close to the doctor's chosen angle for, I mean, you know, not finding Christ and redeeming himself, but instead of engaging in this horrible biology experiment that is effectively a slap to man and God. But regardless of that, his friend could be better. Uh, and uh, Adele is okay, and Marcus has been. Marcus hasn't really had time to be Marcus, and is that because he lost his character? For those listening, Bye, in, everybody. For those listening in, yes, we've learned. We- we spent the last 30 minutes looking for Mar- for David's Marcus's character sheet. I literally it is the uh, only character sheet in the last like 6 years I haven't held on to. I have everything else, every little note for every oh. game. <laughs> I'm sorry, David. That's all right. That was warranted. Yeah. That yep. was beautiful. Yep. Yes, and, that was, and and warranted. That was Very well done. Yep. But uh but uh yeah, so Marcus uh apro- somewhat apropos to that. Marcus hasn't really had a chance to decompress in like Accept everything that he's done the last couple of years. Uh, globe trotting, fighting monsters, talking to a demon king. It's all just happened. And though he's had downtime, there hasn't been a moment where there is not some looming threat on the horizon. Now there isn't. And Marcus is slowly coming to terms with everything that is that has happened, uh, from watching a Krampus be created to avoiding an international incident to dealing with the Fae twice, uh, and to um, to just engage, just going through everything, going through just everything, absolutely everything, mm-hmm. uh, and he is uh, he has just been taking a lot of walks. <laughs> yeah, so that's it. All right, and this is Dan, and reprising my role as Dr. Charles Israel. And uh, he, Dr. Israel, has basically uh, taken over the basement at Byron's uh, place. Uh, He explained to Byron that, well, you're not going to be going down there. You can barely walk. I might as well use it. (laughs) And uh, immediately filled the basement full up of uh, restrained vampire (laughs) and and all manner of uh, equipment, whether what he could uh, salvage from his destroyed lab and uh, and whatever he's been able to buy uh, after. And he's got a, a, he's turned it into a makeshift lab, which has, you know, it's, it's not that it's not, it's not noticeable. There are smells that come up from there, but they're, you know what? If 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 you know, Byron, if you had only built some proper ventilation into this place, I mean, who builds a basement not expecting it to be used for mixing strange chemicals? Doctor, this is what we're going to do. 
Since there's no way to get rid of the smell, we are going to hire a new maid to stand at the door. And if anybody says, do you smell anything? She will simply say, no, I do not. Hmm. And that way, it's on them. They'll assume that they might have some sort of cancerous buildup in their nasal gland. Ah, yes, yes. Willard! Yes, sir. Find a poor woman and give her a maid outfit. Pay her three shillings a day. Yes, sir. And provide her with a stool. I'm not a monster. How kind of you, sir. Thank you, Willard. Yeah. See, this is why you are who you are, because you know how to deal with people. You are a clearly a master of the if they smelt it, therefore they dealt it theory of uh, dealing with people. <laughs> I've, I've, yes, I've been to boarding school. <laughs> and yeah, the next day you have your new mate. Uh, new mate, her name is Lucy. Uh, small, uh, smallish woman, uh, let's say 21 years old. Great. Yeah, she sits in the chair. And if uh, anyone who ever comes to visit, if you have any visitors... I don't, do you have any visitors? Of course I have visitors. Okay. I'm Byron Clayton. It's, it's, people are coming now to uh, – a lot of people are actually arriving mm-hmm. to say to Byron, like, you know, I never believed for a second that you were a traitor because, mm-hmm. you know, he did make well, it through the kangaroo court. Yeah. So it's time to rebuild those bridges even though people might not be sure how much of that, that – what how useful Byron is. Uh, yeah. So the people that come visit you, they – every once in a while, they're like, do you smell something here? No. <laughs> sir, no, ma'am, no, sir. But I do hear things, <laughs> dark things, from the edges of nightmares. But I smell nothing. <laughs> One time, I even saw a thing. <laughs> oh God! So she's actually an actress, like a failed actress. So she occasionally sp- like makes it up, like the only thing I smell is the de- decrepit decay of man. <laughs> it's like, oh no, don't! I'm not paying you by the word. Just say no. <laughs> no, no, that's me. The decrepit decrep. That's that's me. That's, Hawk, sorry, Hawk. I s- not smelt it. Ah, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, there's Byron. He's fixing it. He's already. He's back home and he's fixing things. <laughs> Perfect. So, Doctor Israel. During that week, you've been making preparations, have you not? Yes, yes, I have. You've been preparing three different things you need in order to make this copper, uh, this operation, where you literally remove a vampire's heart, which some would say is impossible, mm-hmm. but they're stupid. You're yes. not, they're not Dr. Israel. Exactly. What's going to happen is for each thing, you need to tell me what you're doing, and each is going to require a different skill. Yes. And to succeed, you need a roll of 15. Yes. What are those three things you're doing? All right. So, roll number one. Uh, so... Th- Imagine this. Uh, uh, Dr. Israel has pulled everybody into Byron's room. He's also pulled in a uh, sort of a drawing board and he's explaining the process to all of you. And sitting in the back is the maid, just yes, in case. Exactly. No, she's, <laughs> so sitting in fr- she's sitting in front of the door to make sure no one comes in. Oh, uh, okay. Is someone teaching in there? No, just the wind. <laughs> like the wind of my soul. Okay, I'm leaving now. <laughs> now, allow me to explain the process as it happens. Step number one, and he draws a little, like, stick figure. This is a human. Now, humans, and draws a little aura around it, they are surrounded by a biogalvanic field. Now this, and he draws another little stick figure, and then gives it a pair of fangs. It's a vampire. Draws a little circle around it. Vampires, however, are powered by a necrogalvanic field. Now, these two fields are inherently incompatible. And he draws a little excess over both of them. Uh, Doctor, a question, please. This is not, uh, you've told me that we were going to do physical therapy. This is, that was a lie, yes. Yes. Okay, go right. on. Now, why do we care about this? Simple. And he pulls open his shirt, showing a uh, a series of, like, tubes and knobs and stuff that are protruding from his flesh where somebody's 
normal heart would be. And there are little valves and everything. And there's like a, a mechanic, like click, 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 uh, going on inside it. This is my heart. It is about to die. I give myself a month at most. Maybe three weeks. All right, two weeks. Anyway, in order to replace my heart, I need a replacement heart. Now, step one, I would normally get it from a human. Unfortunately, the authorities frown on that. It turns out they denied my paperwork, so I had to go with step two. Points at the little vampire. I will take Victor's heart and replace it with my own. Now, you say, Dr. Israel, is this not impossible? And I say to you, ha! Ah, you truly, you are stupid. That <laughs> is what I, <laughs> you, you hit my headline that yeah. I hung up. It's stupid. Exactly. Stupid, stupid. He stresses stupid underline. Now, in order to produce this change of heart, ah, change of heart. <sighs> Thank you, Marcus. <laughs> in the corner. I pay you for this. <laughs> now, in order to produce this miracle of science, we will need three things. One, and he draws little lines between the two uh, little figures. He goes, we will need to unite my veins and arteries with those of the vampire. And through our combined circulatory system will flow a new and different kind of blood. An alchemical blood that is able to transmute this necro-galvanic field into a bio-galvanic field and fuse them together. Step two will be, draws a little box, a full galvanic engine that will keep the heart beating as it is moved from one being to another. And third and most important is, and he uh, has a little table to the side and, uh, and pulls off a little cover and there is a what looks like a, a helmet full of wires. And the third is, of course, this. Kind of points at it like as if it was like self-explanatory. Question. Yes. Just what one. the hell is that? Ah, I'm glad you asked. And he lifts it up, and a little a couple of bolts fall off. It's it's still not ready. Uh, this is what will finally transmute my biogalvanic field into a hybrid necrobiogalvanic field. For you see, at the end of this operation, I will be no longer merely human, nor will I be some base vampire thirsting for blood. I will be something more. A vampire? A vampire. I mean, I guess, yes, but different, okay? It's different because I made it. <laughs> <laughs> he starts, like, putting things away. That's ridiculous. I would have died with nothing. He's just packing his stuff. There's only so many times I can call them stupid to their faces. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, oh, Doctor, one question before you storm out. What? Uh, where uh, will you be doing this experiment? In the basement, of course. Your bedroom. <laughs> right here, don't move. Do you need, I mean, who, who's going to be doing the surgery? Oh, that's me. You're going to do surgery on yourself. Yeah, it wouldn't be the first time. Okay, doctor, you're removing your heart and putting in a new heart. Correct. <laughs> I'm glad you were paying attention. Doctor, do you, you need an assistant of some sort, of some, of some caliber. Which better assistant than I? I feel like you have missed the meaning of assistant. You need someone else to be there. Hey, he just, has 
You need someone to be there. And I'm no offense to Adele, as wonderful as she is, she's not been a doctor for very long, nor is she a doctor. Nor would I trust her with an operation of this caliber. So I would be angry, but I expected it at this point. Mm, says Adele. <laughs> Do you need... I could put in a feeler out there, ask my wife, my lovely wife, who has a medical degree. Perhaps she could come down to assist. And uh, tell me this. Uh, how does your wife feel about uh, creating... Mar- Marcus, what's that again? A, an abomination <coughs> before a man and God? I believe you... What were uh, your words? A, a, a slap in the face to man and ah, God. Ah, slap in the face to... How does she feel about slapping God in the face? Well, she's agreed to maybe one day birth a child of me, so I... Ah, so, I, okay, she is fully on board. Roy, set checks out. I could put in a call, but I don't know if she will arrive. But you do need someone, perhaps, to be there if something goes wrong. And, Doctor, before you say what could go wrong, or ha ha ha, you ignorant fool, I've heard it all before, it always goes wrong. Krampus. Krampus. Remember Krampus? What's wrong with Krampus? He became a murderous mythological creature that hunted the villagers and ate them. We all need goals. (laughs) He also got a two-movie deal out of it. They weren't good, but they weren't bad. Cut to Krampus in the throat of a a large man. Hmm? (laughs) <laughs> look at look up. My so, ears are burning. <laughs> and he looks up and he's like, it's like a flamethrower. Like the assistant of the guys behind him trying to light him on fire. <laughs> Die, you vile beast! <laughs> Hold up, I hear something. <laughs> fine, if, if you feel that she can come, it's fine. But I really do not need assistance. I will be performing all of this myself. Do you need someone to carry that downstairs for you? I point, towards, I point towards the chalkboard. Yeah, that's what I pay Marcus for. Marcus! Right here, Doctor. Right. Grab this. Right, Doctor. And he's like, now, if you will excuse me. And he flumps away, like swirls his lab coat and flumps away off to do his thing. Moira. Moira looks at you. During the experiment, please stand over the Doctor and remove his head if he becomes a vampire. Because he is, he's literally putting vampire blood in him. Is that correct? That's what the chalkboard said. Marcus, talk him out of this foolhardy idea. Tink, I haven't been trying to do that. Well, for try harder. Do you think? Do you think that anyone has been able to talk Charles? Pardon me, Doctor Charles Israel, out of anything in the last couple of forever uh, since he was a and he uses air quotes child. He needs an intellectual equal to talk him out of this. So just make sure Victor gives a moment to be able to talk to him. So maybe he could convince him. Oh, I'm afraid that's a tall order. Uh, I am not uh, going to be present for the uh, procedure due to my history with Victor. Fine. Moira, you'll be down there protecting the doctor from his own full haltiness. And Marcus, you'll be taking over the role of Zamorna while protecting me. Fine. Great. There we go. And now, if you excuse me, Moira, get my wheels of justice. It's the it's the wheelchair. I can name things myself. The doctor made a damn helmet for himself. I can make my own thing, too. And take me to the Galvanic station. I need to send a message to my adoring and lovely wife. Moira gets the chair. Okay. He gets Not the, the electric chair. Nah. <laughs> All right. Why do we keep those two right next to each other? <laughs> Because we can't cave. Because yep. <laughs> I had to get rid of the storage okay, payment. So I'm going to start with you. Yeah, you go head off to the Galvanic Station Ooh. to make... Uh, sorry. Byron heads off to the Galvanic Station to make a call. Cool. So yeah, Angela's uh, pushing me. We, I, I take it that a Galvanic, like something that this long distance, it's not something that we have in our own personal no, home. No, you have to schedule a time. To exactly. So yeah, I put in a, a request for a time. And when that comes back to me, um, that's when we're heading out to it. 
Okay, yeah, so let's say a couple, like, you're a noble, like two hours from now. Yeah, two hours. Sure. Okay, yeah, so is that happening? Uh, let's do the first roll. What is the first thing you're doing? All right, let's uh, create the uh, the blood substitute that will... What are you hopefully. making it from? Uh, chemicals of some kind. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, just mixing random chemicals you I have in your science. lab. science. Science. Science and genius. Please. Weren't you going to use, like, those worms that were popping up? That Probably. Those, like, those undead, like, goo that... Oh, they discovered that... That because of the that ate the body of uh, whipping Tom. No, not whipping. Well, they, yeah, uh, they, no, they ate the body of uh, your three headed friend. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they became like some. They had like some sort of. Oh yeah. And you were going to use that because they have a quality that you wanted that that not dead, not alive thing. Yep. yep. Yes, the same the same black uh, serum uh, that was in uh, baby legs, also known as Belial. Ah, yes, that is very clever. I'll give you a plus one to this roll. Sweet. Yeah, uh, yeah I believe that was that was your that was the whole point of it. Yeah. I believe yeah. that was Dan's it's, it's idea a while, yeah, a while ago. Just yeah. saying, you can't use this for anything else. Though. Oh yeah, no, no. Okay. This is this is for that. This, sir. Yep. All right. So this is an alchemy room. And it's only fifteen, yeah. which you should be okay with. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Sixteen yep. plus five, twenty-three. You would uh, the you form this blood substitute that goes from from just uh, dark red to just instantly black. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And it's it's formed out of it's formed out of not just uh uh you know the the chemicals and the extract from this thing, but also but also blood that he's taken from Victor and blood from himself. Yep. Which he, he has the uh the, the poison blood uh mm-hmm. thing. So his blood is like thick and green. Yeah. Yep, and then during the entire time Victor is talking because he's totally started to figure out what you're trying to do. Oh, yeah. He's like, So it's gonna be fun for you being a vampire. You're gonna have so many new sights and sounds, so many friends you're going to be betray. And he uh, <laughs> the doctor's like mixing it. Yeah, no, it's only a shame you won't be there to see it. Ho, ho, ho. You and I both know I need to be alive for this procedure to work. <laughs> Everyone knows you're going to kill me pretty quickly. Ah, uh, not before it's over, anyway. Mm-hmm. Don't Sorry. worry. You will be kept alive throughout the whole procedure. Now, it will hurt terribly, for which I would apologize if I actually gave a damn about you, but I don't. So, this will hurt terribly. You will be alive. You will feel all of it. As I remove your heart, you will stay alive. Uh, this this machine here, see, this will be pumping into you, and it will be uh, stimulating your actual uh, necrobio, uh, necrogalvanic field, so you will remain alive and, and existent. And in fact, your, your heart, as far as it's concerned, will remain connected to you, but it will also be connected to me. We're going to be very close, Victor. Very close. I am both horrified yet utterly fascinated by what you just said. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> now, hush. He goes back to All right. All right. Cut to Galvanic Station. So, you, uh, and uh, Mora is uh, wheeling me into... Mm. It's a nice... It's part of the East End. It's, it's in not... the East End Galvanic Station. You see other nobles, like, just nod their heads in your direction. Uh, hello. Yep. hello. 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 Yes, I'm yep. the I'm the ignorant but yep. innocent one. Yep. I just want to say, whoever was, that said any words against you didn't know the real Byron Clayton. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you, uh, Wormsworth. I do. <laughs> not no, no it's not Wormsworth. Uh, thank you. Uh, uh, thank you, Bastion. I've always appreciated the Bastion family watching out for of the course, Clayton of family. Uh, come to the party in two weeks, right? Delightful. <laughs> 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 I'll need to get new dancing shoes, I say. Laughing because you're crippled. And he walks away. And we go into our private booth and, of course, the facade of happiness and joy drains from Byron's face. I hate that man. All right. Let's get this going. And I type in, like, I put in the coordinates of where my wife should be at. Yep. Do you type, like, finger pecking? No, it's more of a dialogue. Oh, okay. <laughs> yep, and uh, it takes about 15 or 20 minutes to grab her because she's someplace else and they have to get give her the message and she comes back, the entire thing. 
And he's like, uh, Byron? Hello. Uh, is this, it's not viewport. It's, is it? No, no, it's, it's just, a, it's over the planet. Hello, my love. Uh, I wanted you to be made aware of a few things. First off, the papers said I am innocent of all charges. I read their headline. That was, I was hoping that they hadn't gone that far. <laughs> Um, but I am no longer up for uh, <clears throat> execution, so that's mm-hmm. delightful. Uh, an apology has been sent my way, of course, unofficial, uh, unofficially, and I am currently in a wheelchair. Is this permanent? Uh, no, the doctor says my pelvis should grow back in about your, three... Hold I, on, hold on, your pelvis. I was shot by a vampire, but I am doing smashingly right now. But is your pelvis okay? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, okay. but you bring one thing to this marriage. <laughs> <laughs> right. But you'll make a full recovery. Uh, I should make a recovery. I, I might have to walk with a cane from uh, for so, quite some times. But do not worry, your pretty and brilliant head. Uh, everything is going smashingly here. Uh, I was wondering if you would be able to make an appearance uh, in about a week or so, because the doctor is. Uh, doing an experiment, and he requires someone with very skillful hands. As I recall, we had a conversation. Is, is your business done? I uh, that uh, a business has been dealt with. Yes, M- Amelia. I am trying to get everything settled down, but I, 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 the doctor has has done good on me, and he needs someone to assist him. And I know, I know. I, I the last thing I want to do is for me to lie to you and say the business done. I, it is not done, but it's not like I'm actually progressing anything right now. I'm in a wheelchair. Give me a fourteen persuasion roll, which is charm. Do I even have charm? Of course I do. <laughs> I'm fucking Byron Clay. Yep. Charm's an attribute. Yes. Yep. So 14? Yep. Uh, 8, that is uh, 12, but I think I have a plus, I have a couple pluses I can do. Mm-hmm. I think I get to re-roll. I'm a Viper. Yeah, I think with Viper you get to re-roll. Because you're a lord now, so. Yeah. yeah. 14, that's actually pretty difficult. Well, no, not terribly difficult. No, no, but not still. terribly difficult. Like, 11 is like easiest and 14 is like medium-ish. I'm just trying to see if there's anything else that would help me. Nope. Not a, I, you do have expressive eyes, but I don't think they count for <laughs> yep. a radio transmission. Oh, there we yeah. go. Yep, uh, 21. Yep, she pauses for a second. Yes. There is going to be a party in about two weeks that I've just been invited to. We could make a wonderful introduction to everyone. I mean, no people are dying to get to know you. I mean, you are now part of the Clayton household. Of course, uh, of course, I... The, we haven't decided on the last name, of course, but I, I, that is a discussion to have face-to-face. I've heard about noble parties. They sound boring as hell. I will... <clears throat> I will take you to the science symposium and sit through several lectures. Four. Four lectures. Seven. Five. Fine. But one of them has to be about flowers. <laughs> <laughs> you drive a hard bargain. You have to wear the red thing. Well, without a pelvis, one of us has to. <laughs> <laughs> Final word of the word thing. Then delightful. Then I will uh, expect to see you on the uh, earliest uh, earliest zeppelin here. Yep. Very well. I'll see you. Uh, she she here roughing through some paperwork. Two days. Two days. Delightful. I miss you, darling. I miss you as well. Five lectures. <laughs> that is how you negotiate. I would have done six. <laughs> I look towards more of a smiling and see that she has the 
usual non-expression of life in her face. All right, very well. Moira, it's time to go home. We are going to introduce my wife to her future home. Probably. We're still deciding if we want to live in Prussia or England, but I just can't imagine living in Prussia. It's too militaristic, don't you think? Well, no, 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 nonsense. I mean, I yes, I live in a mourner, and you are ready to strike at a moment's notice. And Moira just wheels him out. But, and then, as I believe it was Winston Churchill who said, <laughs> "Next test. Yes. What are you doing next, uh, Doctor Israel?" <clears throat> All right. Uh, so uh, Dr. Israel is down in the basement again. He's he's finished. He's got a, a nice large vat of this uh, dark goo uh, blood substitute that occasionally just blurps on its own. Follow uh, me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he has a bad habit of, of going over and just patting the top of the container. Ah, who's that good little black goo? And... Uh, but uh, now he's working on the on the system that will link his circulatory system with with Victor's. Uh, so there are all manner of tubes and needles and and uh, and uh, you know wires coming into this this box uh, into which he has uh, anybody looking inside it would would see as much science as, as voodoo uh, because this is meant to to uh, join two fields of energy that are uh, naturally incompatible. Uh, and yeah, he's just at that just goggles on, yep. just little sparks going everywhere. Uh, so that would be galvanics. Yep. All right, well, I don't mind. I them down here for some reason. All right, uh, the filter get fifteen again. Yep. All right. Uh, maybe uh, seven 11. plus four is, is uh, eleven plus four is fifteen. Yep. <laughs> just mark. exactly oh. on the mark. Yeah. Yep. So with a final like spark. The, the the machine like finishes and lifts up his, his goggles. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Victor, this is going to be so much fun. <laughs> Great. Uh, you don't mind large bore needles, too, by the way, right? I'm not a fan. Right. <laughs> I'm going to need bigger ones. <laughs> That's uh, not cockling. <laughs> I don't hear a thing. <laughs> so that took most of the day. Yes. So basically, yeah, it's now nighttime. Everyone, I'm assuming, is asleep at yes. some point. Marcus, where do you sleep? Upside down. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I sleep. Um, well, this. It, I mean, at home, I would sleep uh, mm-hmm. on the on the rooftop. And you can't sleep in the same room as uh, Victor, I assume. Oh, no, I can't. I can't be <sighs> within like 50 feet of Victor. Yeah. yeah. Um, is there, like, a side room he's in? Or? Yeah, no, he's in Horatio's room. Oh, okay. Moira is in uh, Sebastian's old room, which was the mourner that we used mm-hmm. to have. Um, so, yeah, Horatio room, I unlock it, and that's where you stay with uh, Adele, if that's okay. It's either that no. or one of <laughs> No, I sleep outside. I'm Catholic. There's no way okay, I'm okay. sleeping. Then, <laughs> uh, then Adele gets the uh, Horatio's room. Right. And, uh, no, wait a minute. I'm sorry. You have my mother's room, D- uh, Marcus. Please do Everything as filthy as you like. Adele, marry me. Marry me right now. Please, please. <laughs> yeah, you would have my mother's old room, yep. and uh, there's uh, the uh, room. Just, oh, God, an oil uh, painting of her staring down at me. I'm wide-eyed, out, like sleeping over the covers, just staring back at yep. Ah, oh, you're lucky that she didn't put up the nude. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor, kill me. Kill me now. So it is late night. Marcus, mm-hmm. you're asleep. Mm-hmm. Until you wake up. Mm-hmm. You get a sense that someone is in the room with you. I bring my hand out from <clears throat> from beneath the pillow and 
my gun. You slowly move your head to the left to a chair that's next to the bed. Mm-hmm. And sitting there in her nightdress is Adele. She's actually sitting there. Her her chin is on her hands and she's just staring at you. And there's a there's a look on her face you've never seen. Like a quizzical look. Like her tongue is out and like she's trying to figure out something. Adele? I can't get in. Why can't I get in? What? You mess with my toy, I mess with you, but I can't get in. What's the gold wall? I slowly turn on the... I light the... Lantern. 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 Adele, I, I think you're sleepwalking, dear. What's the gold wall? Why won't it let me in? I'm supposed to mess with you, but it won't let me in. It won't let me into the others either. What is it? You mess with my toy, I mess with you. Right. Bing, bing. And I call for a servant. Mm -hmm. In comes Lucy. Can I help you? Oh, I'm sorry. Lucy. (laughs) Moira. (laughs) Lucy pauses. Okay, sir. I'll just tell the papers later. I don't (laughs) care. (laughs) Right. Mm. All right, dear. Lucy, stop. Lucy pauses halfway through the door. Lucy, don't listen to her. She's not feeling well. Pauses. Le- Lucy, we- she's not feeling well. Lucy, go to bed. Lucy, let's go to the door and walks away. She's going to find, find Moira. Do that again, and Lucy falls down the stairs. Right. Why can't I get inside? All right. Who are you? Well, who put the gold wall in your head? Who are you? You've met me. You're not Adele. Who are you? You met me with Victor. The character is mm-hmm. a little girl, if you don't remember. Wasn't the little girl a uh, Noctraven? Yeah, she can control minds. She can get yeah. people's heads to control them. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. No, I don't remember oh, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we, uh, so yeah, she killed the Noctraven. Yeah, she yeah, yeah. snapped its own neck. Um, we heard about her in at the, uh, the Golden King's place. He basically said that she's an ally of Sheridan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's a little psionic girl that controls people. Okay, yeah. a little psychic girl who's in yeah. league with the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. got it. So you, 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 you. This all rushes back to you. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Byron for a second, I was like, like little chibi Byron's like, remember? <laughs> hey, hey, press yeah. A to remember half the plot from the last seven years. <laughs> uh, Marcus shakes his head. She stands up quickly and walks over to you. Looks. And close, come closer to close to your face, right into right into your face, and looks into your eyes. Who put in the golden wall? Uh, I'm bored. I'm bored. New game. New game. New game. Oh. And she's paused for a second. Ah, okay, all right. And then Adele mm-hmm. falls on top of you. I catch her. Yep. Like lightning fast reflexes <laughs> fall on top. Yep. Uh, uh, catch her. Yep. And as you catch her, her eyes flutter open, and she looks at, up at you. Ah, oh, this dream again. She puts up her hand. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and door opens. <laughs> door closes. Adele is outside. What? Go to sleep, Adele. Was I... Was I... Was, was I sleepwalking? No. Yes. <laughs> I am so sorry. I didn't... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I am... 
Can we never talk about this again? Please, I am so sorry. Guaranteed, go to bed. <laughs> okay, okay. She stands up and you you, you can hear a walk of shame. Aww. And then you just hear that, the clunk, she just hears the clinking of all the locks okay. on your door. <laughs> <laughs> then there's like a little, like, you do slide a crucifix under the door. <laughs> all right. Yep. And I immediately go to the window and jump out uh, because I need to go find Byron and Moira. You do so. Um, so I do a full Lost Boys on YouTube. <laughs> so like you, you, I'm you crawl to our window. Yeah, I am like standing outside your window. Like <laughs> there's a flash of lightning behind me. Well, who do you go to, Moira's room or my room? Well, Moira's probably at your room. Oh yeah, it's creepy because you're I've injured and you've that's like heightened your protective mode. Yes. So yeah, Moira, you would probably like, uh, for for dramatic sake, uh, Moira is sitting uh she's sitting at a, a chair that's right next to the window so she's got her back against the wall mm-hmm. next to the window facing the door and then you can like uh, just pop over her shoulder yeah, hello i i like uh I, I go to the window and knock and i just kind of say and get look like please don't let this be what kills me <laughs> <laughs> and i it's me it's me please don't it's all right. Yeah, I, you start to say it's me and Moira's at the, the window. The moonlight flashes on the blade of her exculpus. It's me. It's Marcus. It's Marcus. All right, context. Something weirder than this happened for us. Something weirder than usual. And I, 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 need, um, I need to talk to you for a second. Can you open the window? You don't have to invite me in. That's all right. <laughs> Moira opens the window. Whoever it is, Moira, kill him. Um, he is speaking under duress, technically. (laughs) (laughs) What is it? The child from, uh, do you remember the little child from Victor's, uh, uh, it was an an associate of, uh, of, uh, uh, Sheridan. Of course, who wouldn't remember that? <laughs> oh, damn. So glad we're playing this again. In his defense, it was probably written on his character. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, the burns. Uh, Aren't you so glad you're our friend, David? Imagine what this would be like if we didn't like you. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah imagine. Um, right. uh, <laughs> what Moira would actually say. <laughs> I feel like she would say that. <laughs> No, it's too many words. Yes. Well, Adele just showed up in my room when I was asleep and woke me up and started yelling about why she couldn't get in me head. Something about a golden wall or something. And then I ring for one of the servants and she arrives and Adele... In this sing-song voice, as crazy as that sounds, just tells the girl to to fuck right off. And she does. And she goes on, she goes on back, uh, back to bed and I just start screaming at me about why she can't get into my head and how she can't mess with me or something. And and then she says, she's, uh, she, she can think of another game. And then she falls over asleep. Adele has no idea why she was there. This, this thing is is taking over people in the house. Marcus, Cast, uh, <laughs> Biden rolls over. He's awake. Mm-hmm. Like, this thing took over the maid. This thing took over Adele, and then 
But not us. It said mesmerize the maid. Victor. Victor. We need to make sure one of these people aren't releasing Victor. Moira runs downstairs. Oh, God, I thought she'd never leave. Back to sleep now. <laughs> Dr. Israel. Yes. Where are you asleep? Down in the lab. Sleep. <laughs> sleeps when there's science to be done. If you don't sleep, there will be negatives to your role. Yeah. No, no. He, like, he, he takes catnaps. He's, he's a, yep. He, he uh, you know, sees himself like a Da Vinci-esque, mm-hmm. or he, he just like will sleep an hour here and there, but he doesn't like sleep full nights through. He's mm-hmm. just constantly, he's got like polyphasic sleep schedule. Okay. Uh, so he may, yeah, at this point he may or may not be sleeping, but he, he's still in the, in the basement down there. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's where he, unless otherwise said, he is always in the basement. Then I'm going to say as you're taking a cat nap. Yeah. Uh, you feel something brush against you. As you open eye, you see you're the, the old butler, Willard, walking past you. <laughs> walking to the chair Victor is at. Willard, don't get too close to that. It bites. Shut up! You, you shut up! And you see Willard a, going for one of the restraints on Victor's arms. Uh, I'm gonna assume I have one of my guns always nearby. I'm gonna say yes, as, as I do, and just and he is he has been established as quite a bit of a sharpshooter. So gun is in hand. Well, I'd step away from him right now. I will shoot. Shut up. And Willard continues to. I shoot not at Willard, but like specifically to like miss him, like one of those like. Isn't just, it a galvanic, so not deadly? Uh, yeah, you had that like. Uh, oh yeah, no, yeah, the, the humidifier. Yeah, wait, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> if it's the yeah, he's. Yeah, I'm, I'm shooting him with the humidifier. Yeah, and he's an old man. You don't need to roll for this. Well, there's oh, yeah. there's a chance he. Dies. Oh right, yeah, yes, no, I do yes. need to roll because he might die. You're right, you're right. No, isn't yeah. it? He, he has to roll. No, he with... has to roll the dr fourteen or faint. But if he like botches whatever the botch is for for this game, dr fourteen. Uh, I'm going to say his constitution is two. Yep. So because I'm going to say you automatically hit. Yeah. So that's uh, that is a total of a ten. Okay, so, so. Yeah, so he he faints. But yeah, the, yeah let's, let's check the rules because there is something. What's it called again? Uh, yeah. Timidifier, mm-hmm. Doctor Marius Pandemonius Timidifier. Timidifier causes no physical damage. Features a living or half living creature hit by a timidifier will make a roll willpower at difficulty fourteen. If the character succeeds, he falls unconscious for d to ten minutes. Oh, if he fails though. Okay. If he fails, he suffers a fit lasting d5 minutes followed by d10 minutes of excruciating pay that leaves him unable to do anything but whimper and twitch on the ground. If the character rolls a critical failure, he will die. Okay, so he didn't get a critical failure. So he's not in a good place. So for the next two minutes, he starts screaming. (laughs) And just shaking on the floor. This old man is screaming out in pain. Like, like you hear from the basement. So yeah. it's basically what like Sterling Archer does to his uh, uh, butler every episode. <laughs> exactly, ever. exactly. Yeah, the doctor's just sitting up oh, on his cot, like have... just wiping the, the the sleeve from his eyes. Victor, what did you do? I have done nothing. Yeah, uh-huh. and he still has his blindfold on. Yeah. So, well, you did something because that guy was coming to. Yeah. Shut, shut up! Oh my Maybe god! Maybe he liked up. my sparkling personality. You don't have us. You don't sparkle. <laughs> Vampires do not sparkle. You're right. Yeah. That pair friend does, though. Uh, yes, <laughs> that's, uh, that's what. That's why. See, that's what I was telling Byron before the die, because it's different from a dumpier. I will not sparkle. Anyway. No, you'll sparkle gold instead. Yeah. Once the character is done, 
to wake up, he needs to make another D14 roll. If he succeeds, he recovers without suffering psychological damage. If he fails, either he gains a minor mental disorder or a minor disorder that possesses him to be chronic. On a critical failure, he suffers per- per- permanent brain damage. Yeah, this is this is a much uh, a much okay. nicer weapon. He's okay. Yeah. <laughs> he is yeah. fine. Oh yeah, barely. Yeah, fourteen. Barely. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's covered in his own shit. No, no, no. He, and he's he, next to like one he, of the world's. He exited creatures. from all holes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the scene that Moira comes in yeah, on. Yeah. yeah. Huh? What? So business as usual here at the lab. <laughs> what? 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 Yeah. What? Yeah, he's still got like the tomato fire in one hand. It's like, well, here I was trying to free Victor. Now. Well, then I'm going to want you to clean all this up. <laughs> oh my God. And, and from above, as uh, you go down, you see, actually see Lucy looking down at what happened, seeing Withers, and goes like, is that my fate? <laughs> Not if you don't come down here. <laughs> Willard, return to your rooms. Yes, ma'am. I got cleaned up. Yes, sir. And he started slowly, this old man slowly gets up, covered in his own everything. liquids, everything. And he starts slowly sloshing up the stairs. Oh, why did you have to say sloshing? <laughs> because it's the appropriate word. <laughs> oh, I had it set to moist. That's yeah. the problem. <laughs> why does it have Jesus, a moist Jesus, this button? thing is deadly. Yeah. 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 No, it's, 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 it's. Yeah, Against it's living things. Against living. Well, yeah. and, and half living. Half living, too. Yep. Uh, Just not full, full on dead. Mm-hmm. Half lifers, too, yeah. The girl, the associate of Sheridan. Right. She is influencing oh. members of the staff. Great. Apparently, on the doors. apparently, she is unable to influence us. Well, that's good news. She's already had a run-in with Marcus. I feel sorry for her. Not because Marcus is unpleasant. He's quite pleasant, but he's Marcus. She took the form of Adele at the time, so it was disconcerting for all. I can imagine. Right, well, I would tell Marcus to get down here so I can see if he's all right, but that would be a bad idea. I mean, I would I would go for it, says uh, Victor. I mean, Shut up, to Victor! See... Oh, fine. That's why I'm here. <sighs> all right, well, we're going to need locks on this door then if so the servants can't just be coming in and out. At least while that girl's around. Yes, I shall find a staff member who is not incapacitated. Have something installed. Excellent. And it's, then confiscate the key. And then uh, he's uh, uh, as uh, he starts turning back to like, all right, I'm going to go back to sleep. But and, and he's he goes off to the side, uh, rifles through like some some little cabinets and pulls out a small sachet of uh, uh, powder. Like here, yeah, it's aspirin. Well, I will need it. It's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I shall deliver it. And then he just kind of sets on the bed, kind of like thinking about going back to sleep and just puts the gun on his lap and fine, I guess I'll stay up for at least another hour. <laughs> and yeah, and he falls asleep. Again. You hear Victor go, <sighs> right? and it's the next day unless you want to do anything the rest of the day. Yeah, just, Moira would deliver the aspirin to Willard and I assume we have some sort of handyman or groundskeeper. Yeah, on call. Yeah, so somebody to install a lock, and then I take control of the key. Yeah, yeah. yeah the only people who have the key is, like, you and me, basically. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and we're also taking a, a Wormsworth's uh, idea. We're locking our servants in their bedrooms for the night. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. 
Because yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're not. We're excellent people. Yeah, yeah. and you hear uh, you hear Willard go like, "I understand, sir." And you see, hear Lucy go like, "Oh, I expected this. This is what they tell about the nobles. What the nobles do." Hmm. Cool. And uh, once you guys once more returns with everything, like, informs me what's going on. Uh, Byron uh, tosses a glance towards uh, Marcus. Are you here with us? Is this downstairs or? No, this is in Byron's room. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, this is a troubling situation. We need to figure out how to de-escalate this girl's power. Apparently we are unaffected, but that doesn't mean that others can't be affected. And that means everyone who... Damn it! I just invited Amelia here! Cut to the Zeppelin. Well, it'll be finally good to see my husband again. (laughs) So we need to figure out how to find this damn child before she makes my wife cut my throat. And that, yes, that's probably going to happen anyways, but I want it to be on her terms. <sighs> Which means we need to f- visit Sheridan tomorrow. I will, uh, I will say you know this because you all, because uh, Dan suggested it before. There are two options to try to find the identity of this girl. Number one is to talk to Sheridan and try to convince, trick him or convince him to tell you the location of this girl. Number two is the Marimberall using the cerebral fluid from the Night Raven. Uh, give Both. me the give me the remember all. I'll do it. Yeah, I'm assuming yeah, the, doc, the doctor's the one been like keeping that like mm-hmm. on ice or or whatever. Uh, he's like, I don't know. You're certain about this? You need- know the risks. Yes, I know the risks, but I need Moira to be here to protect Amelia, so I don't want her to have any chance of hurting herself. Marcus is half live, uh, half living creature, so we don't know how the remember all will affect him. And you need to be on your top game before you kill yourself. Right. The only one here that I can trust not to be overrun by this girl or to be controlled by this girl to make them not tell us the truth of what the remember all is me. So let's get this over with. Pass me the rule book, please. You are consumed with <laughs> visions. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's basically it. Like yeah, I think you become the person. It's like a difficult uh, relative difficult role to like not become yeah yeah so basically you have to spend a little time creating the port uh, oh, yeah, substance yeah. this wait until after I've killed myself <laughs> <laughs> alright so Dr. Israel you spend the rest of the night yeah creating the remembrancer mm-hmm. Byron why don't you keep your monkey brains I don't have monkey brains ah never what? mind I found a cat <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, I found a dog. Oh, no, no, Will and the dog. I have that little dog, that's right. Oh, oh yeah? Not so little. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's, it's got, he got a little bigger. Yeah, he was. I used to carry him around in my pocket. Now yeah, he's yeah. getting a little bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, the difficulties rule is going to be DR11 plus mm-hmm. the former will and intellect of the distilled intelligence. Now, the will of the creature was originally a three, right. but it's not intelligence, so it's a one. So the total is four plus 11 is 15. Mm-hmm. However, it is a night raven. Mm-hmm. Its mind is used to being super powerful. Mm-hmm. So what I'm going to say, it, instead of just giving it a straight bonus, it has a power where if during this process, it can automatically, if you pass a test, it can make you re-roll once. Okay. And we're just going to give it that ability. Doctor, do you want to roll or should I? Since you're I mean, the one injecting it. No, you're enough. the one that'd be rolling because you're the one taking oh, the remember, yeah. sir. Yeah, yeah. So anything that can help me make it, so this roll has to be 15, right? That's it. No, no, it has to be, yeah. So it's going to be, if, yeah, 15. Yeah, it should say, like, what what, what uh, you're rolling. It's, I think it's a will? So you're... Hmm? Let's see. Uh, will roll. Yep. Yeah, it's a will roll. Seventeen. Fourteen. Yeah. Wow. So re-roll it. Oh yeah. yeah. Why are you re-rolling? I gave it the night river village to make him re-roll once. Got it. That's not, because not, fuck not you. Cool. That's why. Oh, 14, 17. Oh, you just, still just make yeah. it. There is a moment where you have this urge to like just strike out at everyone around you, just for briefly. But you. It's, to- mine. <laughs> it's mine. It's mine. It's mine. And 
your mind flashes. First, it flashes towards... Forces flashes to... You for a reason get a sense of what it means to be a night raven. You don't do you don't do science. Science isn't your thing. But you've read you've heard theories because you were forced to go to a seminar, and someone like one of those seminars, someone had this crazy idea of you creating a machine to process uh, information at speeds that are just impossible. And he's like, oh, that's just stupid. Why would anyone need to have information that quickly? <laughs> My goodness, we are a civilized people. <laughs> yep. As you're uh, going through the mind of this night raven, you realize, in a way, this is what this creature is doing. It's not in, it's not sentient. It's not intelligent. But it's pro- able to process information so fast, it's almost able to mimic it, which is why it's how its capabilities work. This is such a powerful ability, you can't help but think, if the Prussians had this technology, they could have taken over the world. The fact that they only had a night raven may- makes you think either this was someone discovered this in a fluke, or something else interfered in the creation of the night raven. But that's beyond your worry right now. And you browse through the memories of the Night Raven. The Night Raven in the corners of your mind trying to peck in, trying to take control. And you see a vision. A vision that was a memory, but not a memory from the Night Raven or something he ate. It's a vision from the person that took control. A A memory from the girl's memory. In the memory, the girl remembers growing up. She was a young thing. But she She was special. She could, even as a young girl, one, two years old, could hear the thoughts and understand the thoughts of those around her, of her parents and of her five brothers and sisters. She could hear constantly as they were growing up and there was, there was problems with food, how her parents thought, another mouth to feed, this is too much trouble, she is too much trouble, over and over again. And there was also this rumor going around of the dead coming back? That makes no sense. And then, around the age of six, the little girl began to grow sick. And her parents, superstitious lot, and because they wanted one less mouth to feed, decided to abandon her in the house. Around that time, uh, some people that played doctors came in, found a girl, took her, and were bring her to the grave, thinking she was dead. And as they were carrying her there, she coughed. And one of the men carrying goes like, this one's still alive. And the other man goes, what? And then they both heard the sound of dogs, feral dogs. With all the houses abandoned, a lot of dogs are going on in the street attacking people for food. They're starving. And she could hear the thoughts of the two men going over their minds. If we drop the kid, they might go for it. We can run, escape. And as they were standing there, in the church, in the pit created for the dead, they just dropped her in. And as she lay there on a pile of dead bodies, she began to scream, but not with her mouth because she couldn't speak, but with her mind, louder and louder and louder, screaming for anyone to help her. And as she felt the hot breath of the dogs upon her neck, something answered. And you hear, at first you think it's a word. No, it's, it's a place. Christ Church. And then you're out of the vision. Just a quick question. Shoot. You said the dead are coming to life. That was a long time that ago. That was a long time okay, ago. Okay, okay. <laughs> so Byron finally snaps his eyes open and he has a black film over his ga- uh, over his eye, uh, mm-hmm. over his pupils. Uh, no, over the whites of his eyes until they kind of just sink into his pupil. And he blinks a few times. Are you all right? Yes, yes, I'm fine. Um, 
Yes, the little girl is at, I believe, Christ Church. She's not so young, though. I saw she was born into a world without the dead. Impossible. No, no, it was very possible. I think she's a spirit stuck here. She was dead. She was left for dead by her parents, left by for dead for anyone. And she called for help while they buried her, or left her in a pit. And something answered her, but I don't know what. It was cold and dark and... The only person we know that, that is even nearly that age is the Golden King. Then perhaps this, uh, de- like, his thing was a demon answered him, yes? Or a demon, he found Aye. the demon and talked to it. Aye, he tried to uh, <clears throat> give the doctor a look, make a scientific deal with the supernatural. As one does. <laughs> <laughs> I think she might have found something as well, something that she didn't need to deal with. She was looking for something to f- help her. It was the only thing that was there. Thinking about Christchurch, from your history, actually, you do recognize it. It's not a place in London. It's actually a small town on the coast, a bit far from London. A train, although there's no, actually there is no trains there because it is, as far as anyone knows, one of the places in Great Britain where it's just full of the dead. There's no point in trying to reclaim it. Oh, it's a, uh, it's a uh, hot zone. It's a hot zone, yes. Shit, it's a hot zone. It's not a church, though. I mean, she was buried in a pit in a church, but I think Christ Church is actually, there was an old village uh, back before the, the undead. It fell pretty quickly, and it's never been reclaimed, but it's called literally Christ Church. It's a village near the shore. Um, there's been talks occasionally about liberating it because it was known for a decent fishing area, but it's a hot zone, which means if someone dies, they are sure to be risen there. So it's never there was never a point. That's where she's at. There's no trains that run that far. No, but maybe we can get a boat. If it's on the shore. No, you're right. Give me the Moira, we get me in my get me into the justice wheels. No, I'm not recommending that we all go. I know what you're not recommending, but I need to find the map. I want to see how far it is. And yeah, I'm going mm-hmm. to uh, I'm getting uh wheeled down to my library. Uh, sweet uh overhead heist moment where it's just a blank uh blank table and then boom. You just like pull it out a map. Yeah, I'm pulling out one of the, you know, one of our the old maps of uh, the territories of England. This mm-hmm. is one of our prized examples. I actually have to remove it from a frame, mm-hmm. and I'm looking for a Christ Church. No you remove it from a frame and then take a next to his a portrait of your mother, and you smash that too. Mm-hmm. How does yeah. that help? It helps me. <laughs> She's, the eyes they stare. <laughs> she actually pushed in the eyes, so it always follows you. <laughs> Why would you do that? She liked herself watching herself. (laughs) Your mother's very creepy. Yeah, we get that a lot. (laughs) This is London over here. And by car, it takes about two hours and two minutes. And so you basically would have to try to get from one of the waterways, Mm -hmm. go around and go this way. Yeah, because remember, London isn't a a port town either. Yeah, it's a middle middle of the land. Yeah, we would have to go through the theme, the the river. uh, The theme. Thames, and then go around that way. Or you could, if you want, try to go through the wastes. Which is would be a carriage ride. It would well, be a carriage ride. Yep, epic proportions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It I would mean, be a real shit show. Well, it is. It's not like it. People do do that. Mm-hmm. We did. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it, it is yeah. It's something Those that, idiots. Yeah, it, it is literally that it's it's considered an expedition. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. So how long would it take for us to get there by boat? By boat? Uh, I would say uh because I know all nautical things, let's say four hours. Because you have to go through the river and through the traffic and then just go around. Right. And you also have to acquire a boat, but you're a noble, you can probably do that. Shit. Okay. Well, we, we, we have some difficult options. Doctor. Yes. I take it that you wouldn't come with us because you have duties here. And less than two weeks to live. And yes. One way or another. Why don't... Look. Why don't I just go? I need to go with you. Why? Um, you no, are in no shape to travel. I mean, I don't... Marcus... Your wheels of justice are very impressive. Marcus, I can use a cane. Aye, but you can be dis- you can be sniffed out by those things. They don't care about me. Well, they care about me, but only if I make a ruckus. Tell me where it is. No. I will go with Marcus. You cannot go with Marcus. You need to stay here with the doctor to protect him when Victor eventually goes crazy and tries to escape. And Marcus can't protect him. He's got a point. Victor will eventually go crazy and try to escape. And I need you to be the only one to make sure that the servants don't try to break in and save Victor or release Victor. As they have tried already. Look. All right, we're at an impasse here because there's no way in hell that that uh, Moira is going to accept that you go off in some sort of expedition with a half-vampire um, <clears throat> into a hot zone. So let's, let's call it what it is. That's not going to happen. Byron is clearly not going to turn down yet another expedition into a suicide mission, because once you go in and out of France and turn out to be the best friend of a demon king, understandably that has a somewhat uh, uh, buffing effect on your ego. That's not that. Then what is it? She's calling for help. She's trying to kill us. No. She's calling for help and she found something. I, you, this remembrance was more than just me seeing her memories. I experienced being abandoned, left by my parents, not loved by my parents. And trust me, I've experienced that already, but not to the degree this child has. I can't just sit here and not go to her. It's a compulsion. How about this? I'll stay on the boat. You need someone there to at least make sure they don't leave you to die. They're not going to leave a noble to die. I will stay on the boat. You will go in the hot zone. Moira has nothing to worry about. I'm on the boat. Because Moira's going to be on the boat, too. She needs to stay for the doctor. I think... Okay, just out of character. Do we want to split the party? I'm totally fine with yeah. that, but... Yeah, as, as a GM, I said, the option is totally yours. You can A, split the party, or B, the other option is mm-hmm. you can try to complete the surgery. There will be the danger of somebody trying to attack you as you try to complete the surgery. We'll add extra danger. And then you can go as a group. Those are two viable options. But will the doctor be ready to go travel? I mean, Byron... That's yeah. also a good question. Is on, yeah. is just because I might, because this might possibly succeed, doesn't mean it's like... I'm done. Let's go adventure. Exactly. Yeah. Well, like, it worked for like... Tony Stark. And he did it in a cave with scraps. <laughs> I think it's an interesting spin on the 
I was going to say, I think this is a pairing, two pairings that have not occurred yet yeah. in all the years of Unhallowed. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So Moira needs to stay here. And not only that, Moira needs to stay here to make sure my wife arrives safely. And she's going to be so excited to know that I am on her adventure. <laughs> so I need Moira here to make sure my wife doesn't succumb to these acclamations of this girl. How long did you say it took your wife to get here? About, it'll be about two days. She'll be here in the morning. And she... Yeah, because it's been like oh, a yeah, day yeah. already. She'll be here in the, in the morning. And would you say it was an expensive trip? It's not cheap. Can you give me to one of them telephones? You're thinking about getting using the Zeppelin? I'm thinking about calling a friend. Very well. So yeah, I'll give I'll give him uh, access to the East Side's um, uh, Galva- uh, Galvanic yep. Station. Yep, and let's say because late night, not many people are making calls. Thirty minutes later, you're allowed to make a call. Sure, I think she's up. <laughs> Yo, you will. Yeah. <laughs> I'm calling Adelanda. Okay. Yep. Marcus, Adelanda, how are you? I'm fine. I'm in a nightgown. <laughs> what are you wearing? What are you wearing? Not a nightgown. Why would I? You know what? You are really I understand. Bad at People this, you know that. <laughs> oh, you have no idea how bad things are. Um, <laughs> Everything all right? No, and that's why I thought um, you would, would like to visit Mario London. For what reason, Marcus? A horrifying conglomerate of mad science and vampiric evil. On my list of things I want to do, that's second. See, I'm using that word, <laughs> word today, calendar, you got me. Very well. Listen. Now, why would I go away from my duties as a guard for the Prussian for the Prussian nobility to help you in this one instance? Because I think your abilities and duties as a noctuary agent slightly supersede them. Vampires? We caught Victor. And you haven't killed him because... That's where it gets reasons. real weird. <laughs> Capital R reasons. <laughs> there is going to be a medical experiment conducted on him. Okay. The doctor is going to try to replace his heart with Victor's. He's made... Back up. Multi- ba- back up. It gets, Hold. It gets weirder. It gets weirder than replacing your heart with that of vampire, which as far as I know from A, impossible. B, if you could do it, it would probably turn you into a vampire, I assume. Says a woman whose government may knock... Uh, Shh, uh, not over an open line. <laughs> nocturnal promises is what I mean. <laughs> Look. I would love nocturnal promise from you. All right, well, here's one. It's going to be a good time. Nothing else wild. And also, I'll make you a deal. You take notes, bring it back to the noctuary there. I won't even tell a London chapter. Full access to Dr. Israel's notes about the procedure. Yeah, it'll be under anyways. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> notes. All I need. I think I can notes. <laughs> I haven't. I never <laughs> learned to read or write. <laughs> there, was, like a there was a board. There was a board. There's drawings. Yeah, yeah, it was poop <laughs> emojis all the way down. <laughs> all in here. Mine like a stale trap. <laughs> Rusty. <laughs> when's the plan? When's it? Pl- when is it happening? It's happening very soon. But I can get you on the next Zeppelin. Um, it's not my money. That's the best money to spend. Right. Listen, 
I just need you to stay out of the area of Victor. He's very provocative, but I need you there in case anyone else tries to intercede. There's been a another actor on the field, as it were, a psychic. Oh, I love dealing with psychics. Aye. She says sarcastically. And so, really, what I need you here for is to make sure that no one like our friends here get a little crazy and try to do anything stupid or wild like freeing Victor in the middle of the procedure. Fine. And because I'm in there, I'm assuming I'm a new player and you're guessing that this psychic person probably won't affect me. I'm hoping... No. Well, I mean, I'm not going to be there, but I will be back very briefly. So I'll make arrangements for you. I have a place to stay, most likely in a place with a terrifying old woman's uh, portrait staring down at you like the devil herself. I've had worse. Look, I'm just saying, I'm sure she's a lovely woman, but somewhere in hell there's a devil missing. <laughs> Listen, um, so I'll wire you the, tra- the the funds and then you hop on the first zap over here, yeah? Fine. Thanks, Alanda. Beyond the good time, mm-hmm. I, I need to help. Not a problem. And you know what's the best thing? Oh, dear. I get to finally meet Adele. Click! <laughs> oh, oh, you think that she's going to be trapped in here with you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and I go back. Yep. Adele is suddenly getting an all-expenses-paid trip to a hot zone. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, right now, uh, when you walk back, uh, there is a very heavy argument happening, but it's only Byron talking, and it's a, occasionally, every once in a while, uh, Moira will be like, Byron. Like, that's all she says, like, Byron, Byron. He's like, I don't want to hear it. I am doing this, and it feels right to me, and, and doing what is right is the Clayton way. Byron. Oh, okay, well, it might not be the Clayton way now, but you know, I'm going to have a child one day, maybe, possibly. I think about it. I've had Willard. I mean, I, wh- who am I to say this isn't the new Clayton way? I mean, we've tried Byron. it on. Okay, we've tried it on Mother <laughs> Way. This is this is important to me, and you need to stay and protect the doctor. I'll be fine. What could happen? I could use the other. I can lose the other hip. <laughs> Byron. Okay, listen. I'm your employer. And your brother-in-law, and I've always appreciated you, which is why I need you here. To protect the homestead. My duty is not to the homestead, it is to the people. Exactly, my mother could be in danger. I I can't have the thought, I I fear the thought. So you would like me to go to her current lodgings? Be very careful here, Byron. Uh, oofed. Alerting her. But you are not here. The doctor. The doctor is required to keep me alive. I have, you know, my blood poisoning. I mean, the last thing I need is that to ever get out. And he promised me that he is going to figure out a way to rid my blood of the plague, thus ensuing that I have a child that is not plagued by this curse. Thus, you are protecting the family of the future. Byron. (laughs) Listen, Mora, I'm the man of the house, and... <laughs> oh, did she laugh? Did she just no. break out the door? No, she does not. That's, that's terrifying. She just raises an eyebrow. Okay, I didn't try. Mora, I need you to stay. It's simple as that. I'll be fine. I can take... I'll be fine. I'll be with Marcus. I'll be on the boat. At the first sign of danger, we'll leave him to die. Simple as that. Marcus, I'm not going to leave you to die. 
But seriously, I'll leave him. Checks out. So, where did you go after call? You didn't call my wife, did you? How? Why? Why would I do... But I'm going to slot that away. Listen, uh, we need people here. Mm -hmm. We have a very dangerous supernatural creature. Mm -hmm. A very dicey uh, experiment that's never occurred, as Mm -hmm. far as we can tell. We have the doctor, you know, and um, and and we have people uh, going uh, crazy and uh, and trying to release Victor and uh, do such. I called out Alanda because she is the only one that I know who will be able to a be able to talk your wife down from whatever hysterics will occur when she has maybe a tenth of an idea of what danger she's in, and she will be able to uh, help. Uh, Moira deal with Victor through ex- uh, experience and also will be able to with all due respect Moira non-lethally detain anyone who may get the compulsion to let the world's most dangerous vampire go and if the compulsion affects her she is going to stay outside of a bell's ring just like I was you ring the bell Vector's loose and then she comes charging in like the cavalry but aside from that she's going to make sure that none of the normal normals uh have any sort of problem. And where is she staying? Your mom's room. So the dangerous experiment, is that the doctor's experiment or is it keeping uh, Adelanda mm-hmm. and uh, Adele so close together? I think they'll get along just fine. Uh, you know what? I agree. I know women like the back of my hands. They're very easy to get along with. <laughs> It looks like we've settled everything. You hear that, Moira? Nothing could go wrong, he says as he walks away. Nope, I mean, yes, I walk away because I'm out of this chair. Oh! And I grab my cane and I just kind of start limping. Yes, look at that. A very professional walk. <laughs> I'm strutting like a peacock. Did you know I actually had the first uh, peacock fighting ring in the east side? It actually became a peacock pageant. Really. Get on a boat before I remove your ability to do so. All right. Marcus? All right. Let's get a boat. And yeah, Bob, I'm going to send, uh, not Willard. Hmm. Well, we'll do this the old-fashioned way. Look at me, I'm being productive. Marcus, get the carriage. Right. And as I'm uh, walking out, I stop by my, my Mora and lean in and say, He will return. Don't worry. This is not my first time taking care of your idiot brother-in-law. If you have any notes, though. <laughs> Let's eat. <laughs> I need to water him every two hours. <laughs> All right, yeah, and I'm going to collect uh, my gear and go uh, go get uh, Handsome. Yep. Go get the carriage. Yep. And, yeah, we're going to go to the dock. We're going to find uh, – we're going to – Ride those horses right into yep. the Thames. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and you start riding off to get your agent. Uh, how long are you going to take for the final roll? The final fifteen you need in order to uh, yeah whenever I mean it's 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 a final it's the the, the crown device that will kind of sync our auras so I okay can, so, so gonna, I can take a day or two okay yeah. so we're gonna wait for that I mean for a the doctor occasionally takes short breaks just to harass Victor mm-hmm. like he will occasionally go up to Victor. Yeah, stop hitting yourself stop hitting yourself. <laughs> basically like he'll go up with like a little shot glass full of his blood which again is uh, is a poison blood and like green and viscous and he's go come on Victor you know you want a taste come on come on yeah I, who's I, a, I, don't, I don't want to drink I'm come on come on Victor you thirsty come on that's blood I don't want I don't no. No, no, no. <laughs> my, my blood's not good enough for you. So that's what you're saying. It's a good vintage. 
Uh, but yeah, other than, other than occasionally harassing Victor, mm-hmm. just just for the sheer uh, uh, just for power of spite, yeah, just out of sheer spite, uh, he's just working on his stuff and, and paying zero attention to it. He's he's probably only like marginally aware of this whole thing that's happening. Okay. Like he just he put locks on the door. It's fine now. Okay. <laughs> then I'm gonna get, let you. Let's go ahead and create the device. And make that roll. Let's see. All right, fifteen. What skill are you using? Uh, this would be, uh, I used alchemy, I mm-hmm. used, uh, medicine, so galvanics would be the last one. Yep, it would be. Alright. Just need a 15. Cool. Uh, 7 plus 4 is 11, plus 4, 15. 15 exactly. Yes. Oh. Exactly. Woo! Yeah, watch me, watch me just completely fail on the, there, on the final <laughs> roll, but I'm, but I'm, I'm, I've got as, I'm as sad as I can be. Okay, honest. and there's a, there's a moment where, uh, there's like, you're putting it together and suddenly a screw just, and it's like, you crash it last minute. Yep. Just put in. Oh, that was a mistake. There we go. <laughs> You've got like the little IKEA guy, like <laughs> with the, some instructions. Yep. Again, he doesn't read or write, so yep. he draws the IKEA guy for everything. Yep. And uh, you're at the docks, actually. You said you went to an agent, correct? Yeah. We, yep. There's, uh, you know, the agent usually says, you thought, "Oh, so you want to?" I'm just imagining. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I, I just I'm imagining like once the doctor finally has it done, he's got like his helmet on. And uh, Victor's uh, helmet on, still with the blindfold and tied up, and he's like set up a camera. He's like trying to one of those old Victorian cameras, just like with a smile, hey, Victor. Hey, it's Fuck your boy. You. It's your boy, the doctor. Here, yeah. smash that like button. That's <laughs> yeah, like, come on. Someday we're gonna look back on this room. Oh wait, you won't. Awesome. <laughs> All the more reason. Let me know. Flash. <laughs> All right. All right. So man. you go to an agent. Yeah, it's yeah. an agent that they you could usually uh, you know hire for like uh, to transport cargo but it's uh, yeah the east enders use this woman a lot uh, she just handles you know a lot of cargo f- uh sales and stuff like that cargo pushing mm-hmm. um she is legit yeah. but uh, so uh, where are you uh headed at particular town you have uh, uh, uh yes the uh, uh church oh. christchurch uh, christchurch the town oh that's a hot so no one goes there which town do you want to go to uh well um uh, <clears throat> byron uh reaches out and puts another wad of money down Christchurch. Oh, the Hadzo, no one goes there. And you, you hear the voice, and you realize it's, it has the same tone, exact same tone, exact same way of saying, the way she moves is exactly the same. And Hello, they, child. And, and No. What child? I am a 38-year-old woman. Oh, I thought it was the child. And then you have a memory. You've heard of Christchurch before, but every time you've thought about Christchurch, or whenever you heard anyone mention Christchurch, maybe in a lesson you heard, but it's a Hadzo, no one ever goes there. Three years. So, so, uh... Marcus, have you ever driven a boat? First of all, you pilot a boat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't say that I have. But I know someone who has. Who is that? What's uh, that Irishman's name? Um, who was in the Navy? Connor. Connor. Yep. I would like to rent a boat. My friend and I would just want to sail around the river waters to see the beauty of it. How much would that be? We'll only need it for about a day's worth. Not a problem. When you say right around, would there need be extra space for a body? No. Oh, no, it's not one of those. Oh, no, no. That, 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 that's No, me. that makes a no, lot of no. sense. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm no, joking. no, no, no. Look at my... No, we are mostly... Uh, we are... Uh, I am of a scientific mind, and we are checking th- the Thames levels uh, for toxicity. 
Oh, what a noble cause, good sir. Thank you very much. It involves flora and fungi that, um, and he, just has, he has a flash <laughs> and he just goes off into scientific jargon of like the last time his wife took him to like a flora and fungus. <laughs> uh, Marcus, you see the woman's eyes start to glaze over. Mine do too. <laughs> and then I just finish it and then she's glazed over. And I'm like, yes, I know that look well. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, sir. And she gives you a price which you can pay. Fantastic. I expect the boat to be ready to go. I'll bring my own pilot and, uh, and shoreman uh, within oh, two hours, Marcus. That should be fine. Great, I'll be at the dock. Uh, what docking, what, what ship are we at? Uh, dock 4, sir. Dock 4, there will be a delightful little vessel waiting for us. Fantastic. All right, I'll see you soon. Um, you think you can uh, shop for supplies yourself? Of course. Great. Of course. Yes, I can. <laughs> Great. I need you to give me a street, well, as he's going off schedule, mm-hmm. I need you to give me a streetwise rolls, uh, Billy. Sure. Two ones. I will <laughs> suck anyone's dick. <laughs> What's streetwise? It's literally a it's skill you skill. don't have. Yeah. Nope. It's so fat crumpets and a pound of opium. So what they're what you're going to get is caviar, <laughs> um, some crackers, and some wine. <laughs> this is the boat. This is what I take on boats. This is the emergency supplies. Right. How is it an emergency? Well, this is only a ten year old wine. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, we are really roughing it, and let me, let me not say these crackers are not of the caliber that I'm used to. And you're led to a, it's not a dinghy, it can hold maybe five people comfortably. Great! Yep. Where's the picnic, where's the picnic blanket? <laughs> yep. It's only a 60-year-old chapeau white chapeau, please. Uh, you drive, oh, sorry, uh, Marcus, mm-hmm. you take the carriage to the east to the east end. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's to a, a nice-ish area of mm-hmm. town. Uh, you go to a tenement building, mm-hmm. and go up this, to the second flight of stairs, then knock on the door. Yeah, I'll be there in a second. Uh, yeah. Connor. Marcus. Open the door, bloke. Uh, one moment, one moment. He opens the door. Hi, Connor. <clears throat> Hello, Marcus. Is there something I can help you with? I, um, I think there's something I can help you with, too. Um, well, you already lost me at one job, so I, there's not another job I can lose, so... No. Kidding, I'm, I'm, I'm fine, I, I, honestly. I, I just wanted a joke. I know, it's fine. Um, I, I know I must be viewed as some sort of carrion crow whenever I show up, then there's something strange afoot. And this is true with today as well. Oh, right. Long story short, without any questions, I need you to pilot a boat to, White, uh, to Christchurch. Christchurch is hot, so no one ever goes there. For a lot of money. Chrysler's the hot, so no one ever goes there. You also notice this has the same tone, same Candace, same... If I think it's Candace's probably Cadence. Candace. Cadence, thank you. All right. Cadence, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Candace. Candace, I don't know where we're Candace. Uh, at the same positioning of his arms. Right. Um, <clears throat> of course. Uh, no, 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 no. I, I misspoke. Um, we're uh, taking a uh, leisurely tour. And uh, you want to hire me as a pilot? I appreciate the work. Yeah. Of course, and Byron's your client, so I'm fairly sure you can just keep making up numbers and I'll keep paying it. I'll remember that. Right, so um, uh, if you're coming, though, grab some cheap whiskey. He won't have any of that. It'll be safe. Thank you. All right, uh, so anyways, we're at uh, Doc 23 or whatever. <laughs> yep. um, All right, I'll, I'll, I'll get four. ready. <laughs> four. <laughs> right. uh, I'll get ready and be there in a few. All right, All right. see you then. See Thanks, you brother. Yeah. All right, and I run off. Yep. Alright, and you head off to the dock. Mm-hmm. And there's Byron standing on top of some, uh, sitting on top of like a, 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 a chest full of supplies, as he says. Not so hard, I got quite the feast for us. 
Good, 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 good. Right. All right. Um, so uh, Connor is going to be here uh, in a couple of minutes. And then Delightful. we will be, um, ideally, we'll be able to set sail and then be back before the, uh, the um, whatever the doctor uh, is doing. Also, have you noticed whenever you bring up Christchurch? No one goes there. It's a hot zone. Yes. yes. Not, she, not you too. No, 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 no. I, right. I've noticed that. But I do remember saying it myself several times. I mean, if you think about it, what are the chances of I actually remembering what Christchurch is? It's a, a town that was lost long ago. But it's in the back of my head. Christchurch. It's a hot zone. No one's supposed to go there. Oy. But it's like, I understand. I, I've, I know that I've been saying that in the past, but it's like I'm finally asked, questioning why. I think it's that little girl. Her powers must be quite immense if she's able to affect all of us, or to affect us at some t- at one point. So what do we do when we get there? Are we, we, we performing an exorcism? I can get a priest. I don't know. I don't know, but we need to go there. We need to try something. Right. Fine. So when the man comes, and I'm assuming that he also had that response of Christ. I, I told him we were just going to sail around. We just tell him what direction to go. We don't inform him where we're landing. Mm-hmm. And then when we get to Christchurch and he eventually goes awry, things go awry, we not we make sure to give him a, a good bit of wine and he'll be on his back in no time. I know you didn't mean it to sound like it did, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I got that. Yep. All right, and we wait for Connor, and I guess we can yep, yep. put it to the other team. To the other team, yeah. And yep. yeah, you go on a boat ride, a four-hour boat ride. A three-hour tour. Hey, everybody. This is Billy from Fandible Podcasting Network. Thank you so much for listening. We loved having you here. If you want to follow more of Fandible's crazy hijinks, go to our Twitter or Facebook. You can find us on Twitter at Fandible or at Facebook at Fandible. I know, we're creative like that. If you would like to do more and support us, please feel free to go to our Patreon and donate. Uh, Your donations help us go to cons, buy materials, and just keep our radio equipment working. Thank you so much, and remember, the Ink Monster wants to eat you!